0: Welcome to Nashville, Tennessee, right on Music Row.
1: That, the voice of Precious Harris, it is y'all talk with a southern accent on this Wednesday edition, and oh, what a voice, Precious. Thank <laughs> you for the invite. Thank you very much. Yes. Well, we are here back on Music Row to see you in your new office here. Love the place. Love what you've done with the place.
0: I do too. We just got to get rid of the red wall.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll work on that. I brought my paintbrush. This is the show that's all about the South. This is the y'all show, and Precious joins us each Wednesday. But today we're doing a little something extra special with Miss Harris. We've come to her office, and we're going to talk about what's going on here in Nashville, Music City, USA, with Precious. But guess what, Precious? What I'm going to make you wait. Uh, we'll get to you in the second hour of today's show. Okay, that's okay. And. There's a reason for that. We've got a lot of stuff to cover on today's Y'all Show. In addition to talking country music from right here on Music Row in Nashville on the Y'all Show with John Rawl, we're going to have ACC Sports to talk about in the next segment. And Precious, you're kind of responsible for the guest that's coming aboard at the end of this hour. We're going to welcome in a really talented singer, songwriter, and dairy farmer, Stephanie (laughs) Nash out of Chapel Hill, Tennessee. She's going to be on at the end of the hour, and she's one of your clients.
0: Yes, she's actually my newest client. Yeah. Today's her first day, so I'm excited. Oh, how about that? Yes, and she's an FFA girl. How Southern is that?
1: Well, I told you she's a dairy girl. She grew up on a dairy. Her parents, and she are still dairy farmers. And we're going to talk to her about cattle farming and all the fun that entails, but also what's going on with her music career. So Stephanie Nash, our special guest in about 30 minutes from now hang on until that time we got a, pl- a lot of other really good stuff coming up here on the y'all show again you can connect us anytime here at 803-816-1170 our website y'all.com instagram twitter at y'all show coming up in the second hour precious is going to join me back here and she's going to be chiming in big time in our hashtag hullabaloo and i'm going to find out about our dumplings recipe oh it's
0: so good Hey, when a number one iconic songwriter asks you to make him chicken and dumplings.
1: Okay. Is it chicken and dumplings? Chicken and dumplings, Okay, I I didn't realize the chicken was in there. So we're going to talk to her about that and some other good food stuff at the start of the second hour today in our special broadcast from Nashville. And then we're here in Nashville. We're going to get the report on Music Row. In fact, on Tuesday, Precious and I went to a number one party for Jordan Davis. And what was cool about it, it was not only his number one, But he co-wrote the song with his brother. And there was another co-writer who just happens to be (laughs) from my hometown. And I didn't realize it until they were being honored. So we'll have all that in the second hour, our Nashville Music Line with Precious and all the other fun stuff coming from right here. On music row so precious you just go over there to the corner and let me do the rest of the stuff and we will be right back with you at the start of the second hour does that sound like a plan sounds perfect (laughs) precious has left the building Well, we will go into the headlines now, and our first story was a big story that broke from South Haven, Mississippi on Tuesday, and this was a really disturbing story as two people were killed and two more wounded after a shooting Tuesday morning at the Walmart in South Haven. This is just south of downtown Memphis, probably 10 miles from, let's say, Beale Street is where you'll find South Haven, Mississippi. The mayor of South Haven, Darren Musselwhite, says a disgruntled employee entered the store and started shooting. The police police chief of South Haven, Mississippi, Macon Moore, says two employees were shot and killed. The prosecutor identified the suspect as 29-year-old Martez Abram at an afternoon press conference, and Abram is charged with two counts of murder. And police say Abram was recently suspended from his work there at the store. The victims have been identified as 40-year-old Anthony Brown of Olive Branch, Mississippi, and 38-year-old Brandon Gales of Hernando, Mississippi. According to Moore, the people were doing the same thing that you would do every day, showing up for work in an attempt to provide for their families when they became victims of a senseless, violent act. Moore says the first 911 call came at 6.33 on Tuesday morning. And unfortunately, again, two employees of the Walmart in South Haven, Mississippi, gunned down and a couple others wounded in this senseless shooting in North Mississippi. Our thoughts and prayers to the victims families a maryland man who was missing for five days has been found severely injured in the woods with the help of a search party volunteer that used a drone so a drone comes through for this maryland person that was missing and 44 year old jason blake maybe he was someone that spotted him in a densely wooded area near columbia maryland and Julian Bustos confirmed that he was the one using his personal drone to search for the 44-year-old married man. And Bustos is quoted as saying that he was shocked when he found Maybe just lying there. Well, what a discovery. Again, this guy, Mr. Mabee, had been missing for several days and a search party volunteer using a drone, of all things. Finding the missing man in maryland the family of maybe filed a missing person report back on july 23rd saying he was last seen around 3 a.m and they were concerned due to recent health issues but luckily a good story here as 44 year old jason blake may be rescued from the woods in maryland all thanks to a drone see Technology can be a help at times, for sure. And Atlanta, the Georgia Department of Public Health says it's probable there are 55 more cases in the Legionnaires disease outbreak linked to the Sheraton Atlanta Hotel. As news outlets report, the agency hadn't confirmed the cases in the lab Monday, but the people involved have illnesses consistent with Legionnaires disease, such as pneumonia. There are 11 confirmed cases, but health officials can't be sure the hotel is the source until testing is complete. Meanwhile, the Sheraton Atlanta is shut down, and about two weeks ago it shut down after the three guests tested positive for Legionnaires' disease. The hotel will remain closed until August 11th, and that is all depending on test results. By the way, Legionnaires' disease is a type of pneumonia caused by inhaling the waterborne bacteria Legionella. Symptoms include fever, fatigue, headache, and coughing. An investigation The good news is from Atlanta, no deaths have been reported, but unfortunate news for those who are suffering with the Legionnaires outbreak or what appears to be Legionnaires outbreak. Speaking of outbreaks, something to be on the lookout if you're heading to the beach. Virginia lawmakers want more done to warn beachgoers about the dangers of beach umbrellas being propelled by gusts of wind when they're not properly staked into the sand. And the governor, or rather, the former governor and now senator for Virginia, Tim Kaine, along with fellow senator and former governor of Virginia, Mark Warner, have written a letter to the Consumer Product Safety Commission citing a need for a safety campaign to educate beachgoers about the possibilities of serious injury or even death. In 2016, a woman was killed after being hit by an umbrella while vacationing in Virginia Beach, just one of several high-profile incidents. Statistics from the CPSC show that more than 31,000 people have been treated for umbrella-related injuries between the years 2008 and 2017. So watch out for umbrellas next time you're at the surf and enjoying a, a nice leisurely day in Virginia Beach or any of our Atlantic or Gulf Coast beaches. It can be dangerous out there, and now we know that umbrellas could be part of it. Hey, a scary situation since we're here in Nashville for the former mayor. And speaking of governors of Virginia, this guy was trying to be the governor of Tennessee a couple of months ago, but he lost in his effort. Carl Dean, he's the former Nashville mayor and the Democratic nominee for U.S., or rather, the governor of Tennessee in 2018. The former mayor had to be rescued by a helicopter off the Norwegian Sea due to a sailboat fire. The group was set to sail around the Svalbard Islands, around, again, Norway. And luckily, Carl Dean, former mayor of Nashville, escaping as well as his shipmates there in the Norwegian Sea. Here's a strange political story that has to do with crises. As the senator from the state of Kentucky, Rand Paul, says that he'd help fund a ticket to send Omar to Somalia Yes, the Republican from Kentucky, Senator Rand Paul, says he helped pay for the congresswoman from Minnesota to return to the country she fled as a child, saying she might be better and might better appreciate the U.S. upon her return. As the newspaper in Kentucky reports that the Kentucky senator, the Courier-Journal reports, he made the comment last week to Breitbart News, and it was directed at Democratic Congresswoman Ilyan Omar, who fled Somalia in the 1990s during the Civil War. And this sentiment echoes President Donald Trump because of what he said about them perhaps going back to where they came from. And I think I think part of the reason Rand Paul said that was because I think, I I don't have the headline in front of me, I think Omar might have called him out on something here on social media in the last couple of days. That is what fueled those comments i think i should know i don't know i apologize uh i'm on i'm on music time today here i'm in nashville tennessee y'all the democratic speaking of kentucky and crazy politics and news coming from the commonwealth of kentucky the democratic party headquarters in louisville has been found vandalized and now the republicans and democrats in louisville have both come out against the act the message is witch hunt Treason, dim, and Racist AOC were painted on the Louisville Democratic Party headquarters as police are searching for vandals who spray-painted these messages. And both Republican and Democratic parties now coming out against these messages again painted. Volunteers are spending time cleaning up right now. And the vice chair of the Louisville Democratic Party told the local TV station that this is the first time the building has been vandalized. So unfortunately, some... Negative words there in Louisville, Kentucky, with these vandals spray painting those hateful messages on the party headquarters of Louisville, Kentucky. How about this political story here? we got a lot of them here in Music City today. A man in Mississippi has now been disqualified from running for a seat on the County Board of Supervisors. But guess what? That's not going to deter this guy. He says he's going to still keep campaigning, and he's actually out requesting funding. And 30-year-old Darian Moy is ineligible to run for the Forrest County, Mississippi Board of Supervisors because he pleaded guilty to a felony forgery charge back in 2008. However, the man is still asking for contributions to his campaign, preferably sent via Cash App. He's a self-proclaimed youth leader and has implemented several community programs. Moy hasn't acknowledged his ineligibility. He also hasn't filed a campaign finance report with the Secretary of State's office, so it is unclear how much money the man's actually raised. But he doesn't want to bow out of the race again there in the Pine Belt region of Mississippi in the Hattiesburg area, this man running for the Forest County Board of Supervisors. And, hey, Mr. Moy, when you have a felony on your record, you're not really supposed to be able to run in the state of Mississippi. Note to you, sir. The U.S. House is preparing to hold its first full committee hearing since 1993 for a bill proposing to recognize Washington, D.C. as the nation's 51st state. The hearing was postponed due to avoid conflicts with congressional testimony by former special counsel Robert Mueller. The Washington Post reports both events initially were planned for July 24th. The D.C. delegate there, Eleanor Norton, announced Monday that the hearing has been rescheduled for September 19th. And again, if you don't know anything about how D.C. works, taxation without representation is what they claim because they don't get to vote in the actual president race, presidential race. They don't even get to have full fledged members of Congress, Congress or senator also. But I would not be surprised if this thing actually gets voted on in Congress, in the House of Representatives, at least, and it will likely die in the Senate. And surely President Trump will not sign D.C. statehood into law, but that's just my very, very novice guess here. A gun shop has bought a four horsemen billboard to insult the congresswoman that I was just telling you about. One of them, and that would be Omar from Minnesota. And this is in Murphy, North Carolina. A billboard there shows four congresswomen smiling down on the small town of Murphy, their faces at odds with the apocalyptic phrase fra- fra- slapped above them the four horsemen. Cometh is what the billboard says. It was funded by a local gun shop, then shows a red line striking out the last word, editing the phrase to say, the four horsemen are idiots. Again, this is out to go against Congresswoman Alexandria Cortez, Ilan Omar, Ayana Presley, and Rashiba Talib of Michigan, who are all U.S. citizens, who one of those immigrated from Somalia, that would be Omar. But that was a little bit... Maybe, uh, is that crossing the line there in Murphy, North Carolina? Perhaps could be. That's the way it goes here in today's political world. And certainly on billboards, there's that first amendment, you know, a no kill shelter in Ohio is taking about 30 cats that survived a deadly dog attack at an Alabama shelter. And the Northeast Ohio SPCA no kill pet shelter in Parma, Ohio is taking the animals to help them escape danger and find forever homes. About 29 cats were found dead at the Dothan Animal Shelter last week, and city officials blamed the shelter's outdated equipment. The director, Bill Banks, has said the dogs forced their way into a fenced-off area housing the cats. Dothan City Commissioner Beth Kenward and the mayor, Mark Saliba, have said the shelter is outdated and in need of upgrades. It's unclear when or if those upgrades will be done and how they'll be funded. But again, cats, about 29 to 30 of them, now heading to ohio from dothan alabama we're losing our great southern kitties to yankee land that is not what we want to be telling you about here on this wednesday y'all show here's a sad thing coming from central texas a 124 year old catholic church there has burnt to the ground and this is the church of the visitation in westphalia texas And it was engulfed in flames Monday morning, reduced to nothing more than ashes. The parish had served the faithful of southwestern Falls County, Texas, many of them who were immigrants from northwest German region of North Westphalia, immigrating to Texas back in 1883. And this church, it dated back to 1895 and was said to be the largest all wood church in the state of Texas. It had stained glass windows, more than 20 in all, and they were shipped to Westphalia from Germany. But unfortunately, this Catholic church there in Westphalia, Texas, burnt to the ground. The Church of the Visitation there. A beautiful structure. Sad to have to relay that here to you on today's Y'all Show. And our final story today comes from Florida. A woman there, she was sleeping just perfectly the other day when all of a sudden in the middle of the night, she heard a splash coming from her backyard swimming pool. And when she went outside to check on what the heck it was, It was a seven-foot alligator in her pool in Port Charlotte, a whopper there in Port Charlotte, and it took about four hours to remove. Carrie Kibby tells television station WBBH that the gator initially was just resting at the bottom of the pool, but when she turned on the outside lights, the reptile started stirring. She says she thought she would just let the gator find its way out of the pool, but then realized... That was a bad idea considering she has three children and three dogs. She called Charlotte County, Florida deputies, and they, they contacted a alligator trapper to get that animal out of there. And that's great news for all of those in Port Charlotte, Florida. You can sleep a little bit better now knowing this the gator that takes a dive, makes a loud splash in the pool, is maybe back in the swamp. Well, those are our news headlines. Hey, when we come back after the break, we're going to have music coming up a little bit later in the hour, but we've got some ACC sports news, mostly football news from the Atlantic Coast Conference that we got to tell you about, including a departure from the Clemson Tigers. Our ACC Spotlight is up next as y'all is on the road in Nashville. into the y'all show our acc spotlight here on the wednesday edition we're giving jonathan life height a much deserved break today since we kind of have more of a music focus on today's y'all show broadcasting from nashville tennessee We'll have Precious Harris back on with us in the second hour. Up next, though, I want to remind you, after we have our ACC spotlight, we got a very special guest coming on. It's an up-and-coming singer based out of Tennessee. Stephanie Nash is going to be our special guest, and we're going to learn more about this singer-slash-songwriter-slash-dairy farmer. Oh, you heard me correctly. It's going to be a lot of fun talking to Stephanie. She'll be our very special guest, and she'll be up a recent graduate of the University of Tennessee to boot so all that coming up on the y'all show in our nashville music line without precious we've got stephanie here this hour then precious comes back for the entire second hour today now isn't that funny isn't that are y'all gonna be able to handle precious for a full hour i Think you'll be just fine. Well, let's get into those ACC headlines. We first reported this on Tuesday's y'all show, but Clemson is le- losing senior running back Tavian Feaster as he's going to be a Benedict Arnold. He is leaving Clemson, where he helped lead the tigers to two national championships in the backfield and he is heading down interstate 26 and he's going to be playing for the clemson tigers biggest rival the south carolina gamecocks he posted a picture of himself on instagram earlier this week wearing a gamecocks jersey and man some clemson fans are fired up angry about it and then a lot actually are pretty classy about it they Understand this guy's given us all. He's got a degree from Clemson. He'll be a graduate student at the University of South Carolina. And they're okay. That's just the way college sports are now. You have guys transferring, coming and going all the time. It's just par for the course in football. But I did see at least one Clemson fan not overly excited about it, had some fun with it. They put on Facebook on Tuesday a very funny thing that I just just got to tell you all about here on today's y'all show. It's, a, it's it's one of those silly gifs, okay? And it's a silly gif of Will Muschamp coaching on the sideline of a South Carolina Gamecock football game. And the text above Muschamp's head says, now that we have taken Tavion Feaster – And below it, Will Muschamp, again, on top. Now that we have Tavion Feaster, we can finally beat the Citadel. (laughs) Oh, I laughed out loud. Of course, the reference here is in 2015, the South Carolina Gamecocks lost to the Citadel, the tiny military college in Charleston, 23-22. And I was there. And I'm a proud alum of the Citadel and one of the greatest days of my life. And it's the second time in my life I've seen the Citadel beat the South Carolina Gamecocks. But this this thing about Feaster really was quite a shock when I read that because, okay, now that we have Tabion Feaster, we can finally beat Clemson. No, I, I don't think South Carolina is going to beat Clemson this year. And they're not going to beat the Citadel either because they don't play them. They do play Charleston Southern, I think, is the Charleston area small school on the Gamecocks schedule here. This year, but fun stuff. Hey, aren't some of those GIFs out there just ridiculously funny? I think so. Well, Clemson is leading the top 10 of preseason CBS sports prognostications, at least, out of all the colleges in the land. The experts at CBS Sports have picked Clemson to be the number one team. Clemson followed by Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia, Ohio State, LSU, Michigan, Florida, Texas, Notre Dame. No other ACC team in here, CBS Sports? Come on. I know there's some decent teams in the ACC that could have made this mix, but Clemson, the only team, but the team that comes in at number one. And that, again, the Clemson atop CBS Sports and Chip Patterson's kind of ranking himself of the top teams in the country, at least preseason wise, he's got the Dabo Sweeney coach Tigers atop the all of college football for CBS Sports. Hey, Miami coach Manny Diaz, he is talking about Miami and their first game of the season. In fact, it's the first college football game for the whole 2019 season. It's Miami and the Florida Gators, and these two teams have not met in a long time, and here they are getting together, and DS, who's only been on the job for seven months, it's been a whirlwind for him, and he's getting ready to face off against those Gators in Orlando, and that's going to be again the kickoff game for the 2019 season. In fact, you can go to ESPN as a guy who's been on our show. I think David Hill, ESPN rider, he's got a great conversation. It's not just an interview; it's a conversation on the ESPN between. Hale and Manny Diaz in his first head coaching job with the Miami Hurricanes. A great interview. Again, he talks about the Miami-Florida matchup coming up, I think it's around August 24th. And then the transfer portal. We'll get Manny Diaz's take on that if you happen to go find that there. How about this kind of slip up, up the road from Miami and Tallahassee as Florida State did just like almost every college football program does in the summertime to help you get ready for kickoff They usually have photos of former players and their jersey number to kind of indicate how many days are left until the start of college football season. Well, somebody at Florida State must have been asleep that day when they put a picture out on Twitter and Instagram of one of their players counting down the fact that, according to their Twitter, and this was like a couple of days ago, it was 154 days until the Florida State Seminoles kicked off the 2019 season. But that's not really the case. What happened was... Instead of putting what should have been 54, they had a player with a jersey number of 15, and it looks like it's 154, 154 days for the Knowles to suit up and play college football. And according to some of the people on Twitter, they're having fun. One person wrote, Florida man in charge of the FSU football count shows the world that math is indeed hard. (laughs) Yeah, I can... I can see that. It's not hard to count up how many days. Incredibly, two hours after the post, the Florida State football Twitter account still had not taken down the inaccurate post. So they've got more problems than just Willie Taggart, it appears, in Tallahassee. Well, finally here on today's Y'all Show, with the ACC having the number one team in college football last year, there is plenty of sentiment that the ACC is committed to the sport of football. In fact, CBS Sports has come out with an article penned by the same Chip Patterson I was just referencing, talking about how the ACC's renewed commitment to football has ensured the ACC's long-term survival with the ACCN set to launch around August 24th and Clemson being the national champion. And college basketball, of course, has been what a lot of people know the ACC for. But John Swafford, commissioner, he did a great thing of creating are helping create the ACC championship game that's now in Charlotte every year and also expansion. Remember, and this is sometimes confusing if you have lost track of the ACC or weren't paying attention with all the conference expansion and stuff was going on, kind of a quick update on some of the current members. Okay, 2011, it's when the ACC added Pittsburgh and Syracuse to the roster of the ACC. And in 2012, that's when the conference added Notre Dame as a partial member in football. And, of course, and all the sports, besides football, they're a full-fledged member of the ACC. And then in 2012, after Maryland left the ACC to go to the Big Ten, the ACC decided to add Louisville. So it's only been now seven years, really less than that, with Louisville's addition to give the conference the roughly 15 teams, depending on what sport you're talking about, that have made this truly, if not the top conference in the country, one of the two top conferences. Only the SEC, I would think, would have equal footing with the ACC. And that is our ACC Digest here, sans Jonathan Leifite. We're going to have Jonathan back on. Don't worry. He'll be on, on next week's show and have all the fun. But since we are doing some cool stuff on location today, we thought you would enjoy a little quick update on ACC items. Well, we're going to go right back into the music talk in the next segment. Don't miss out. We got a special guest direct from Chapel Hill, Tennessee she's going to come on and tell us about her career in music what's going on with her singing and more and plus she is a cow farmer and i'm going to talk to her about growing cows and and having cows and milking cows and all the fun of being a farm girl stephanie nash is our guest and she's coming up after the break as the y'all show rolls on from music row in nashville
5: What a day for tennis. You ready to play? Uh, is everything all right? This side is pressure. Allegra D knows that allergy congestion can get in the way of enjoying the moment. Uh, go ahead and practice without me. Allegra D helps you break through congestion fast. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine plus a powerful decongestant for 24 hours of congestion-free breathing. Whoa, nice volley.
0: How about another set?
5: Only if you go easy on me. <laughs> get Allegra D and get back to the moment. Starts working in one hour. Available at the pharmacy counter.
1: The All Show on location on Music Row. We are back, and we're delighted that you've tuned in to the All Southern Show. John Rawl here, and Precious Harris is standing by. She's going to be back with us to tell us more of the scoop of what's going on here in Nashville, Tennessee. But we've got a very special guest An up-and-coming singer that's taken time out of her music career and her dairy career to join us here on the Y'all Show. We've got Stephanie Nash, and I'm not kidding. She is, I don't know if you've ever been called this, a dairy queen. She's come here today with her boots on, and she told me before the interview she went and took care of all the cows and this is no joke. So, Stephanie, welcome to the show, and fill us in on what in the world I'm talking about here.
6: Thanks for having me. So, I guess the dairy side, more of it, is... a. Uh My life, it's been my life since I was born. You know, my dad was a dairy farmer. My grandpa was a dairy farmer. My mom's dad was a dairy farmer. Wow, it's
1: in the family blood. So
6: it's in the blood. Yeah, my brother came back two years ago from college. He's now working in the crops, and I do more of, you know, management on the dairy farm with the animals.
1: And, of course, she is aspiring to be a huge singer, and we certainly hope are pulling for her there. But if things don't work out, I guess you can go back and be a dairy farmer. (laughs) But that is actually the reason, Stephanie, you might detect, like, God, that's not really an authentic Southern voice. Where is she from? She's from California originally, but guess what? She came to Tennessee as a youngster, not to try to make it on Music Row, which we hope that does happen, but you actually, the whole family relocated to Tennessee, Middle Tennessee to be specific, because of cows.
6: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we're actually in the process of making our own creamery as well. So oh, that'd really? So be- that That'll be up and coming probably the end of the year. We're in the process of getting that building up um, in the next two months. And so we'll be selling um, local, you know, hamburger from our farm, cheese in the future. We're going to start off with our own milk and ice cream for now.
1: So, are you hiring? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a, a great gig. Now, if if you don't mind, can you tell us where this is? Is this a public place that people can order from?
6: Yeah. So it's going to be um, at our dairy farm, which is in Chapel Hill, Tennessee. So okay. it'll be out on the road, and we'll have more of an educational base. I think Tennessee as a state is missing that. Um People are straying away from the agriculture communities, kind of not knowing where their food comes from. And that's one of the biggest reasons why we wanted to start this up is to bring people on dairy farms and um, advocate for agriculture again.
1: Okay. And again, the family farm is called?
6: Nash Family Farms.
1: Nash Family Farms. All right. So I was going to ask you one of my questions. This is a beautiful, talented, (laughs) up-and-coming singer. That's last name is Nash Surely, That had to be a stage name.
6: I know. Everybody was like, Oh, your dad's Steve Nash. Well, actually, his name is actually Steve Nash, so it's kind of funny on top of the whole last name thing, but yeah, I guess I was just blessed to do country music and uh, kind of get me moving forward to have a good stage name as well. There's
1: even a whole series of radio stations that have the moniker of Nash FM, so you're you're set to go, Nash FM, if you're listening. (laughs) So you, of course, came along with the family to Middle Tennessee to Chapel Hill, which, by the way, prior to your moving there was known for two things. It's the home of Nathan Bedford Forrest, the Confederate General. Did you know that? Yes. And actually, I've been out to the birth site there, which was closed at the time that I went there. And it's also home to around late July, early August every year. Go ahead, fill us in. The what-
6: tractor pool. Oh, yeah. The yeah. tractor pool in Chapel Hill, <laughs>
1: Tennessee. Have yeah. you been?
6: Yeah, I've been. Actually, I was supposed to go this year. It was, it was last weekend, and it got rained ah. out. So I was like, man, <laughs> I hadn't been since we moved here, and but it's it's a great time. They have little tractor pools all around all summer too, okay, yeah,
1: well, I happened to be coming through there a couple of years ago the day before and You can see the trucks heading to Chapel Hill, and that's a great thing here in the South is not only do we have great singers and dairy farms, we got tractor pulls from time to time. We're talking with Stephanie Nash here in our Music Row Spotlight, and she works closely with Precious Harris, and we're going to have Precious on with us in just a few. If you want to stay tuned, we'll get all the scoop of what's going on in Nashville. I know you're a singer, but you like to know what else is going on with other artists too, right?
6: Oh, yeah, of course. I write with tons of artists around town, uh, mainly artists that still believe in the real country music sound of things. Um, so I'm really blessed to have some of those friends and be able to write music.
1: Well, she grew up in Fresno, California, which is not all that far from Bakersfield. And as a die-hard southerner that I am and a diehard country music fan that I'm sure most of you listening or watching us here are, there's one exception to the south of where great country music has been produced, and that's Bakersfield, the Bakersfield Sound And I'll just call Fresno a suburb of Bakersfield. And hopefully you're going to tell me some of those influences like Buck Owens or Dwight Yoakam or one of my favorites, the Desert Rose Band had an influence on your career.
6: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, when I grew up in Fresno, you know, it was more of growing up through country music. I mean, some of the biggest country songwriters always say they love to come to Fresno because Mm -hmm. of the rural communities, our culture community. It's family, everybody's family there. And I know I've had a huge influence on those. You know, I go home and I get to talk to some of those songwriters that are still performing. And. Bakersfield in those areas and um definitely a big influence having that country background over there.
1: So who are your favorites in country music? Past and present.
6: Ooh, okay. Um well I mean you gotta go with Dolly Parton. She's um queen and she's just a beautiful soul yeah. too. Um Brooks and Dunn has always been one of my favorites, Leanne Rhymes, um, Still, I think, has the best country music voice ever. I know she doesn't sing as much, but, man, when she hits those notes, it's a different kind of um, experience, I think, for me. I just love her music. Um, You know, I grew up mostly on George Strait, Garth Brooks. That was, you know, I'm only 25, so before that, you know, I could say Dwight Yoakam and, um, again, Dolly Parton, Shania Twain. Some of those, all the the 90s, 2000s-inspired artists, really good. Get me going. But yeah. you were
1: too young growing up when they were actually putting these songs out new on the radio. So there must have been a local radio station in the Fresno area that gave these 90s artists a lot of spins when you were a child.
6: Oh, yeah, of course. Actually, my friend Nick Cash is the guy that runs 102.7 over there in okay. California. So um, he's always been a big fan of me uh, trying to pursue my music. And, of course, I have I listened to that with my grandpa in the backseat, you know, all those songs growing up.
1: All right, you go back any further than the 90s? Any of the 60s, 70s people an influence for you? Patsy Klein, for example?
6: Yeah, Patsy Klein's a good one. I would say I'm more of the bluesy okay. era. So, like I said, Leon Rhymes is a big one. Um, some of my faster songs um, definitely influenced and by her and you know, keeping, keeping that rock, you know, like I said, Brooks and Dunn, very rocky.
1: All right. Well, Brooks and Dunn, we we have no objection. (laughs) Brooks and Dunn. Now tell me a little bit about what led you to get off the dairy farm and and come up to Nashville from Chapel Hill to give country music and maybe a chance.
6: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I grew up in uh, a church in Selma, California, and I led worship there for years, um, Choir went to a school that was specifically known for their music program. So I've always been singing. Um, but I went to college, finished that, came home, and Degree I knew there was in in animal science. Ah, yes. from. From UT. I started off at Fresno State, though, first.
1: UT as in?
6: UT Knoxville.
1: Okay. Yeah, the Vols. Being from California, (laughs) there's another UT between here and and out there. Uh There's one in Austin, Texas. But you're talking about UTK. Yeah. Not to offend those in Martin or Chattanooga. (laughs) So you got a degree from Big Orange Country at the Hill. Yep. How about that? Animal?
6: Animal Science. Animal Science.
1: Which is, what does that mean these days?
6: I mean... What I tell people, because I did go to Fresno State for three years, I pretty much have a major in the dairy science program, but UTK didn't offer that. So I went on to an animal science. It's more of, you know, getting to know your reproduction, your genetics, um, all of that specifically for animal production.
1: All right. So because of your family's connection to dairy farming, I didn't know if you specialized in bovines compared to pigs, for
3: example.
6: (laughs) Yeah, so I was in a program called Dairy Challenge, which is evaluation of dairies. It kind of deals with everything from cow comfort to cooling to finance. So my bringing back of knowledge from college would be um, evaluation of the dairy farm. I kind of specify in the health of the dairy cow, though.
1: Well, University of Tennessee is the land-grant college for the state of Tennessee, and I've been around Knoxville, and hopefully, Stephanie, you can tell me where in the world the cows graze there for people like you to learn, or, or do you have to go to other parts of the state?
6: Um, well, I will say Tennessee, you know, is one of the states that has been hit hard by um, the economy and by, you know, the United States not accepting agriculture as much as they used to, but um, UTK actually does have their own dairy facility.
1: There in Knoxville? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what we, part of town
6: um, it's about 30 minutes south. Okay. Um. So we would have to drive to the facility, but it's very nice. Okay. Yeah, very nice facility. Because
1: I know they have agricultural centers. I've seen them, I think, way out in Bolivar, Tennessee is something there, some kind of agricultural thing. They've got them scattered throughout the state. And again, Knoxville's a big city. Oh, yeah. So I was wondering where they had all these cows hidden away. Yeah, there's
6: research research, um, facilities everywhere throughout the state.
1: All right. So you got your degree. So way to go on that. (laughs) And you come back and you work and then you realize, you know what, I think I might want to try this music thing. And you're working on it. You have been coming around Nashville for a couple of years now. And I know you've got some exciting things going on. We're talking with Stephanie Nash. She's an up-and-coming singer. You want to check her out. Her website, stephanienashmusic.com. And I went there, and guess what? The most welcoming sign you could have when you go to com It's the first two words you see, hey, y'all. And it sounds so much better if you say it, Stephanie hey (laughs) (laughs) y'all so you got the website and tell our listeners and we're actually videoing this if you're catching us right now on one of our great affiliates across the south go to our y'all show youtube page and you'll be able to see this interview with stephanie and perhaps learn a whole lot more about this very talented (laughs) southerner (laughs) so your website your music i noticed i think Spotify?
6: Yes, Spotify, iTunes um, are primarily the two that I would say okay. to go to. Yeah. And,
1: and I, I'm not a member of Spotify, so therefore I didn't listen, and I'll confess. <laughs> but I've been told you're very good. So <laughs> brag on yourself, if you will, about your music that people can go to Spotify, iTunes, and the other accounts and learn more about Stephanie Nash Music.
6: Yeah, so um, I will say I have two songs out. One is a duet with Kyle Elliott, a very talented musician here in Nashville. Um, That just hit um, 100,000 streams last month. 100,000, no big deal. (laughs) Yeah, so that was pretty awesome. Um, And then my... Song I put out in March, um, "Ain't Gonna Be Your Man." Um, that was a really good song. I produced it with Kent Wells, and um, it just didn't do as good as I thought it would. I didn't didn't know if I didn't have the right people behind it, or um, but. I still believe in my music. I still believe in my song. And, you know, I'm going to put out another song here in fall. And it will be my second single. Is it ready to go? It's almost ready to go. Oh, no, I was
1: going to play it. We're going to play Ain't Going to Be Your Man then heading into our break, if that's okay. Yeah,
6: that's perfect. Okay.
1: Well, go ahead and preview this upcoming one.
6: Yeah. So um, it's called Time Changes. Um, A little bit about the backstory is um, farmers in California, you know, they're. They're struggling right now. You know, I'm from there. I know everything about it. My dad was on all the wards, and I read this article about some of my friends that I went to high school with, people that I grew up with down the street, and um, the bullet train is coming in from California, and so a lot of... Is
1: it really? because it, d- I,
6: That's what they're saying. If
1: you're not from California, they have uh, essentially set aside billions of dollars, I oh, think, yeah. for this yeah. speed train that I don't think is ever actually going to work, if they even... Started really working hard to do it. So there we caught you up. So back to your story.
6: No, you're good. Currently, the people in Kerman keep telling me it's only like a mile and a half long right now. So <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, the government took all this land from farmers, and I know one of my friends are due a lot of money. And so that, that broke my heart because I know as dairy farmers and farmers in general all around the United States, people are really struggling. So to have that money taken away from them, um, really was disheartening. And so I wrote a song two hours later called time changes. And it's about my life having to move from California here, which is a great experience. I love Tennessee. My family has made the right decision, but you know, there's people struggling across the United States in agriculture specifically, you know, the newest one was Nebraska with all the flooding and um, seeing those pictures is just uh, so heartbreaking. And so this song is kind of an encouragement to rural communities and farmers all across the United States. It's kind of telling our story.
1: Now, here on the y'all show we love our farmers and stephanie nash uh, a farmer you you could call yourself a farmer you're not just a child of farmers you are a farmer yeah and i'm a retired farmer as i grew up on a farm a vegetable farm so look there's a lot of us but oftentimes farmers are so darn busy that they don't get out here on the other side of the camera or microphone and promote what you just said about the hardships when you're a farmer Essentially, everybody's against you, from the Lord to the people that are buying your product. Because the Lord, God bless him, uh, he doesn't need me to bless him. But honestly, it's totally in God's hands. Yeah. The, at least Mother Nature.
6: Yeah. And, and I'm of sure
1: course. I know vegetable farming is very dependent on: is it too hot? Is it too cold? Have we got enough rain? All these factors, and dairy farming, really a lot of those same factors. Yeah. If not all of them.
6: Yeah, of course. Like in my song, it says the bridge is we pray for rain and he always shows us. I mean, and then it goes right back into the chorus. It's a very deep song that I hope a lot of people will get behind.
1: And then the flip side of what I was saying is the consumer doesn't want to pay a lot of money for things Uh, that they got to have. And guess what, Stephanie? We got to eat, whether it's dairy products or something grown out in a field, vegetable wise. Stephanie Nash, our guest here on Y'all Show. So you have this upcoming single. What's the plan for its delivery for the baby that you're about to birth?
6: So the plan is So I'm getting a proposal back from a PR company in Nashville that has been really gracious to wait for me until the time was ready. Um, They work with some bigger artists I'm not going to name just for confidential reasons. It's not
1: me in case you're wondering. (laughs)
6: Um, But they have been trying to pull me in since November, and finally I – you know, they're just great people and I know they'll get behind my music. And of course, precious is behind me. Um, the other thing that, um, I would really like to do with the song is kind of give back to FFA programs. Um, so I'm working on scholarships with the beef association, dairy association, uh, Tennessee, um, and general all across the United States. I have a farm bureau back in California trying to get me pictures and videos that I can use for my music video, which will be coming with the song as well. Um, um, Again, hitting at the hearts of people that don't know agriculture families and people that um, portray us to be the enemy, which we're really not, and um, we're very humble people. 99% of dairy farms are family-owned, so people don't realize that You know, when you say something that you're not knowledgeable about, please ask a dairy farmer, please thank us, because we work 365 days a year.
1: And at the Nash Dairy Farm, as she already hinted, they do two things with their cows. They, some of them get slaughtered. But some of the products become milk, ice cream, mm-hmm. and it's almost August. I got to know, or it is August in this case. What is your favorite ice cream that's produced there at your farm?
6: Oh, man. Well, we don't produce there yet. We're working on oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, I know my brother's got some, you know, recipes in the mix, but in general, cookie dough is my favorite Ooh, ice cream. Man.
1: <laughs> And I've had cookie dough, but I can't wait to go to Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and maybe could I come there and broadcast the first batch that comes
6: out? Oh, yeah, my brother would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: I like Chapel Hill. That's kind of in between a lot of places that I actually sadly have lived in, (laughs) whether it's Lincoln County or Williamson County. You're kind of right there in the middle. As you educated me, Chapel Hill is not just in Marshall County, Tennessee. It also stretches over into what, Rutherford County? Bedford. Bedford County, which is Shedbyville, is the county seat of that county. you ever been to Shedbyville?
6: Yes, I have. I go there quite a bit to Napa and (laughs) O'Reilly. Yeah, she
1: was actually telling me before we went on the air that she likes to go to Fayetteville, Tennessee. Most people would call it Fayetteville. Because they have a really good tractor supply store there.
6: Oh yeah, the Case store and the John Deere store are usually the parts we need, and they're usually an hour and fifteen minutes away.
1: Is she not eat? the perfect, <laughs> probably person, but at least the perfect woman? I, I think <laughs> so. And I haven't even heard you sing yet. So, but I know it's got to be good. And even if you're a terrible singer, which I know is not the case, what you're doing is important. Yeah. Uh, the the you're not just putting out music. You're putting out music with a purpose. You're plowing up. And and harvesting, I need to use more dairy terms here. (laughs) Put your career in dairy terms before we go to break here. What what, explain what you're doing with your music?
6: I guess producing would be. You're producing. She's out here,
1: (laughs) and she's going to be milking it for all that she possibly can. Stephanie Nash, thank you very much. Congratulations on your degree from the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, and hopefully she'll get her PhD in great country music. And we're looking forward to. Playing this record right now, Ain't Gonna Be Your Man. Yes. What was the inspiration behind that? A little
6: sassy. I guess men that talk too much and don't stick around.
1: You ever dealt with any men like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. That's terrible. (laughs) Better go stick with cows if you don't want to get your heart (laughs) broke. You... That's you, Stephanie, or anybody out there, and I think the same applies to men as well. All right, well, that is all of our segment here. We're not done with Nashville and Music Row when we come back in the second hour. Precious Harris is going to be back on with us, and we're going to have a lot of fun finding out besides what's going on in Stephanie's career, what else is going on on Music Row. In fact, today Precious and I attended a number one party, and I'll tell you all about it in the second hour of today's Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We'll be right back from Nashville.
6: No, you ain't gonna be my man.
1: Text and
2: whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
1: another hour of the show that's all about dixie is back on with you it's the second hour of the wednesday edition of y'all talk with a southern accent with john roll on location in nashville tennessee and i've got the queen of music city the queen of music row right here with me precious harris for a very exciting second hour of this Wednesday show. Thank you for the Southern Hospitality, Precious. You're very welcome. We had you on at the start of last hour, but we're going to really make you work here in the second hour. Thanks again also for letting us talk to Stephanie Nash, your newest client who newest we client. had on at the end of the first hour. Boy, what talent. She's very
0: talented, and she's like one of those w- women who knows what she wants in her career. Uh, boys aren't going to get in the way. Uh, And she just keeps it focused. Every day she gets up and does something for her career. So after 365 days, she's 365 days closer to what she wants to do.
1: Yeah, and I love that song, Ain't Gonna Be My Man. It was a pleasure to play that at the end of the first hour. Well, Precious, we're going to talk a lot of music with you in a few minutes when we have our Nashville Music Line, the great report you do each and every week. But today you're right here with us, and we're excited about that. But right now on y'all, we're going to go into hashtag believe with Precious Harris as our special co-pilot here where we kind of go on social media and we find some really fun stuff and, and sometimes educational stuff. And I know you're on social media. Go ahead and give your I'm plugs. I'm
0: trying. I'm trying. I'm on Instagram. as Precious Harris official, I think. Is that there
1: another Precious Harris out there?
0: Well, there is. could be. You've seen some of the stuff that Chris Young's been going through with people who are yeah. pretending to be him. And uh, I think I'm just Precious Harris on uh, Twitter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty active on that. We need to get you more active on this. I know.
0: Story. Michael's trying to help me.
1: Well, we're we're working on that. We're all trying to get better here in this digital age that we live in. But I know on uh, Hashtag Hubbley we go on and we find some of the crazy, wacky stuff and sometimes very educational stuff that's out there where people are weighing in on whatever the topic of the day just might be. And with Music Row in mind, we actually have a tweet coming from Corey Rich, at Corey Realtor. I don't know if you know C-O-R-R-I-E, Corey Rich. And Corey, an affiliate broker realtor in Nashville and a certified luxury listing specialist in the market for some luxury living here in Nashville, Precious.
0: Oh, let me tell you, it's luxury everywhere. Just look at all the cranes. Yeah.
1: Well, she put on Twitter here this week, a photo, and it was a photo attached with the message today's historical marker ceremony on Music Row. And what the photo was was they just unveiled here in the last couple of days a marker for Belmont Church and Kalanania Coffee House. I think is how it's. Did I butcher that? Are you asking me? Yeah. I am from Kentucky, babe. <laughs> well, this is a Greek word. <laughs> I know, and, and and this word called Kalanania in Greek is the word for fellowship yes and so what happened was around 1973 this coffee house opened i think on 16th avenue yes right at belmont church yes and this is kind of where the historians would say that is the birth of contemporary christian music yes so what more can you tell me about belmont church and its role well,
0: Belmont Church is where a lot of the up and coming, like Amy came, Amy Grant, when she was first came to town. That's where a lot of them went for worship. So it was sort of like the magnet because it was on Music Row, and because of the of the just the magnitude of people coming there to mm-hmm. come there, it was like the best of the best, the best of the music, and because it's a you know a Christian setting, a church setting. That things just just took off, and it was just like an overflow of
1: extremely talented people coming from the church, and their careers literally getting started there. Okay. Well, speaking of Amy Grant, she was on hand for the dedication of this new historical marker. I think it's a Metro Nashville marker, but a very official looking marker. Again, put up right at Belmont Church here on Music Row, and where this coffee house was. I guess it's yeah. not there anymore. It's not there. Okay. But not a
0: lot of things not there. Yeah,
1: a lot of things 60 changed. Sixty
0: buildings been demolished and, in the last
1: four years golly well unfortunately uh, unfortunately that's what happens in life when things progress row. with time <laughs> and grow and progress and you got such a hip area like nashville is and then specifically music row but for our fans of contemporary christian music you got a marker to go find when you come back here to nashville and it's right there at belmont church which is off of 16th avenue mm-hmm. okay and of course What's the connection between Belmont Church and Belmont University? Is it? Just the area of town. Same. Okay. They're yeah. not They're not part of the Though college.
0: They're, no, they're not part of the college. But a lot of the students do go there because it's okay. very close to the campus. All
1: right. So Michael W. Smith there and Amy Grant for the unveiling of this new marker on Music Road, Nashville, a Contemporary Christian Salute, which I don't know. Is there other – if you're a fan of Contemporary Christian music, was there markers at all? Are there any kind of museums for Contemporary Christian music?
0: No. The, we are getting um, – African um, American uh, music museum coming in, but but the Christian has sort of been like when Amy um, has special. They have things like the T-Pac at the museum there, the Tennessee State Museum, but not specific one museum for things like that. Which I wish there were because you know I grew up in gospel. Yeah. So uh, I hope so, but you know I've got a actually got a Christian contemporary Christian artist staying with me now. Okay. So. uh, You know it's very big in here because you've got Mercy Me lives here, and you've got um, the uh, Avalon lives here, and Mm -hmm. of course Jada Marcus from Rascal Flatts just started a country very Christian label called the Red Label, and so he's got um, some big things coming. So I see it coming more to light in the next year or so here in Nashville.
1: We've got a tweet coming in here from someone you know, Shannon McCombs on Twitter at Radio Shannon. And Shannon, a longtime Nashville radio and TV host, and I actually saw her Tuesday alongside you at the number one par- party that we went to for Jordan Davis. More on that party coming up in a few minutes when we have our music report. But I love what Shannon's profile says. Just a girl standing behind a microphone asking people questions. Well, she's done that for a long time, and I know because I have dealt with her for decades just like you have. You actually grew up with Shannon. Yeah. She's interviewed over 5,000 celebrities. Golly. Well, she put a tweet out that was pretty funny. She wrote this week on Twitter, Justin Moore party tonight in Nashville. He played a few songs and surprise announced that he and Tracy Lawrence will tour together in January. Have always loved Tracy's music. Hashtag time marches on. So Justin Moore, more of a more modern country music singer, teaming up with a true 90s country music legend. That doesn't really happen too often, right?
0: No, it doesn't. In the... Funny part, if you remember, when we met, I was Tracy Lawrence's intern. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. And he is one of my favorites. I can't help it because we literally over the years, I've stayed in Nashville and I've stayed in the media. And he stayed in Nashville and stayed true to his music. So and he's a Southern boy, Arkansas.
1: Yeah. In fact, funny story about Tracy Lawrence is one of the first places you and I would go to was the Hall of Fame lounge. uh uh-huh. And that's where Tracy Lawrence got shot.
0: I know in the parking lot. Yes, before four he became bullets. famous. Yeah, the day he finished his record in May thirty first, uh, four bullets hit him. Uh, he got into um, there was I guess they were trying to rob him, and his a friend, one of his friends, a, a female friend from home hometown, came up to visit, and they shot tracy and two of the bullets missed his artery by a hair i'm talking a hair Mm. and he was in the hospital and of course you can't tour when you're gunshot to the legs Mm. and things so he got over that and then of course all the publicity tracy was always a great singer yeah but just his resilience to come back when a lot of people would have said oh forget this i'm going i'm going back home to arkansas you know
1: yeah well he came back and and he is a survivor not only because he survived gunshots Tracy Lawrence, to my knowledge, is still the only recording artist who's ever been suspended from his record label for some bad things he was doing off stage to his wives, I guess, at the time. And they literally suspended him 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And guess what? He, I won't say, came back bigger. Because he, he did have some success, I think, Find Out Who Your Friends Are is an example of a song that came out after all that turmoil for him, and it was a big hit for him. But Tracy, his music, Tracy Lawrence's who we're talking about, goes down as some of the best 90s country music out there. He is. He is I, like I don't know face. of any bad Tracy Lawrence music.
0: Mm-mm. When Tracy hit 91, there was, you know, I'll tell you some of the people that were coming out at the same time. Clint Black, Alan Jackson.
1: Garth Brooks. Well, those guys kind of had already been out. Tell you who was coming out. A year, a year before Tracy. The guy came out on the same label was John Michael Montgomery. Yes, same thing. Uh, Atlantic Records. I don't know if you knew that or not.
0: Yes. (laughs) I remember seeing the video of uh, I Love the Way You Love Me, and I'm thinking, oh boy, this is going to be some belt
1: buckle polishing music. Yeah. But he came out with Life to Dance first. So that was a great time in country music. But yes, Shannon, very good. And, And what's going on that Justin Moore would want to go off and go on a tour with someone like Tracy Lawrence.
0: You know, it's been a while since he's had a, been profile as being on the road in a tour. It's been a Mm -hmm. while. So, you know, he's got new music coming out he's been working on a record for a while. And it's a good way, like they said the other night at one of the shows we were doing a a board about over the CMA. He said the only way that we could even make money is touring. You know?
1: Who said that? Justin Moore?
0: Uh, Not Justin Moore. It was... uh, uh, Seth England okay. was talking about his artist on Big Loud shirt. Big okay. Loud. Okay. And he said, you know, compared to the CD sales because of all the illegal downloading, you know, for instance, I think we were looking at Jason Aldine. He sold $655,000 worth of c- CDs, so to speak, as mm-hmm. far as music and downloads, which is 0.88 whatever is it is. This is
1: Jason Aldean, one yeah, of the Jason biggest Aldean. names in music.
0: But he's made $8 million Touring. Touring. Okay. So it is... It is such a huge part
1: of the, the cloth of the country music. And thank goodness for all the places that allow these singers to come because country music is booming, but that's not always been the case, mm-hmm. and, and the venues haven't mm-hmm. always been as welcoming. And guess what? If something else more shiny comes along, the fans, first of all, will be the ones that won't be going to these concerts, but the venues themselves may not be quite as open to having the Justin Moores and Tracy Lawrence show up at their venue. But right now, let's counter lucky blessings that that's available for these country music artists all right precious a tweet coming in from sweet grass properties at sweet prop on twitter live the sweet life with us full service vacation rentals property management and remodeling available at hashtag living the sweet life and they put a tweet out this week at sweet prop amazing views amazing properties and amazing memories all of them are waiting for you in the south come and visit us soon and that is in Kiowa Island, South Carolina. You can go to SweetgrassVacationRentals.com and read more, learn more. But, yes, we love Nashville. We love Music Row right here in July turning into August. But, boy, if we could get to a place like Kiowa Island or Myrtle Beach or down on the –
0: Oh, don't Top Myrtle. You know I love
1: Myrtle. I know you do. And Kiowa is an nah, hour and a half south of there. But our our friends that love to go to the Gulf Coast for the beach, oh, uh, and they've got sweetgrass in those parts of the Gulf – we love the summertime, and it means going to the beach, don't we? Oh yes. All right. Did and, they, and, many beaches in Kentucky that you went to?
0: Uh, unless they were just trucks of sand dumped on the corner of the lake. But you know, I have a, a one of my client, former clients, actually is the lead in the Carolina Opry, and oh, Myrtle, North Myrtle. Myrtle, Myrtle. Beach. So yes, you know, I love my Myrtle Beach.
1: All right, good old Grand Strand. All right, let's go to a food related tweet, Precious. And this is where we're going to ultimately drag the info out of you on your chicken and dumplings recipe. Jess B is on Twitter J B O H A L. J B O Hall, I guess, is the Twitter profile. Graphic designer and a southern soul and a TV junkie. And Jess B writes In light of all the political mayhem, here's a photo of organic peaches grown from our farm. No polls here, just simple sweetness, hashtag simple life, hashtag peaches and polls. And sure enough, they have a beautiful picture of what I call a peck of peaches. <laughs> I love peaches. Yeah, I love peaches too, but I'm not kidding when I call them a peck. And here is why. If you want to know how you measure peaches, a pound of peaches equals three medium or two large peaches. One pound of peaches is about four cups of sliced peaches. And a bushel is about 12 quarts of canned peaches, and a peck is a quarter of a bushel. So there is such a thing as a peck of peaches. And again, just like going to the beach or even coming to Nashville and having some good country music, a rite of passage for the month of July turning into August when you can get some good peaches. And I know that – have you had some good peach ice cream lately?
0: No, but my friend was making some homemade. Really? Yes. When? uh last friday oh, before we went to get married oh
1: man <laughs> that was man. like
0: the pre-honeymoon ice cream that he man. said
1: nothing like summertime peaches and especially peach ice cream all right speaking of food precious it's the only reason you're on here today we are going to kind of drag this out of you you are known for your chicken and dumplings yes i am <clears throat> we got to know what's in there what's the secret okay
0: well first of all you start with leg quarters you know why? That little thing at the end of the leg quarter is very really good seasoning. So I boil the chicken down with everything, you four leg You quarters. don't buy
1: chickens already cooked?
0: No. Okay. I boil my chicken down myself, and then <laughs> uh, I add, in the water, I add a tablespoon of Mrs. Dash, a tablespoon of canned garlic, and a little bit of saffron, and salt and pepper to taste, and then I mix it all up, let it stay, and then I pull put my gloves on i debone the chicken so it's all just pure tender chicken meat and i let it boil again and while it's boiling i make my dumplings and i just use milk and self-rising flour and i need it to wear just like it we would make a homemade biscuit and i take the spoon and cut it drop it in the hot boiling water but i don't touch the dough in the water you know why why is you if it's boiling really fast yeah. if you're turning it it's pushing the dough together inside. So that's why you get these dumplings that looks like uh. balls instead of flaky biscuits. Okay. But mine's flaky biscuits. So I just Ooh. hold it under the water. And then uh, before uh, before we dip everything out, I put like a two or three, uh, like a fourth of a cup of milk in it to make it a little creamy and boil again until the steam has turned the dumplings and cooked them on top and the bottom it's so good oh i also asked four
1: chicken cubes oh okay well i'll yeah. tell you what precious Cheese. that sounded so yummy that we're going to go ahead and cut our show short today <laughs> and you're going to get to cooking
0: <laughs> how's that sound sounds good i ain't the only one
1: yeah all right well that sounds great does it have a nickname
0: Oh, precious chicken dumplings! Precious. Mike's chicken. friends asked for them by heart.
1: Okay, and of course, your husband is from England. So, are they familiar with chicken and dumplings in England?
0: Well, well he is, since he married me. But they're not; okay. they don't
1: do a lot of chicken dumplings. Did they like it?
0: Uh, the stuff I made for my friends over there, they love my chicken and dumplings. Okay, but the main dish of England is uh, tandoori chicken or curry. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. You see a whole lot of curry over there.
1: All right. Well, let's go back to a music-related tweet here as we have one from the Oxford American. Now, that is the magazine that started in a place that I'm familiar with, Oxford, Mississippi. But in the early 2000s, the Oxford American magazine relocated to Arkansas. And the Oxford American put a tweet out this week. The Oxford American said, Now at OA Goods, the Southern Journeys collection featuring our previous four Southern Journeys issues plus an exclusive new beach tote perfect for wherever summer takes you. And they got a link there, the website for Oxford American. Check it out, and Oxford American on Twitter at Oxford American. Again, this is a kind of a literary magazine. It's been around since the nineteen ninety two. I think was the year it debuted, and in in the two thousands, it did go over to Conway, Arkansas, as it was affiliated with the University of Central Arkansas. And I, I occasionally see it, but. Really haven't seen much of it. It's kind of, like I said, more of a literary magazine. As a guy who published a regional magazine called Y'all for a number of years, we really weren't the same kind of magazine. But the reason I bring this up is because when I was at Y'all, and we started the magazine of the Southern People 2003, the Y'all magazine, that is, there was a, a lady who had worked for the Oxford American that was still around Oxford. Her name was Kristen Dabbs, and Kristen Dabbs worked for the Oxford American, and we were wanting her to come help us at y'all do some ad sales, potentially. Maybe do something called the music issue that Oxford American was known for, where they included a CD in each magazine, uh, each summer issue, I think it was. And Kristen Dabbs, we never could get the numbers right, but mainly she left where we were in Oxford, Mississippi, to come to Nashville, for goodness (laughs) sakes, okay? So that's why... We lost Kristen Dabbs, who, from what I know, still lives in Nashville. The reason I bring her name up to you, Precious, do you know who Kristen Dabbs is?
0: I remember you speaking of her.
1: Okay. Well, Kristen Dabbs is married, and the reason they moved here, she has a husband named Trent Dabbs. And Trent Dabbs is a singer, songwriter, producer type guy, written a bunch of stuff. He also is the guy that founded 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. Have you heard of that? Yes. Some really good songwriters that have gone all over the country on a tour where there are like 10 singer-songwriters out of Nashville, and they've done some great work. Trent Dabbs, I know, has penned some songs with Casey Musgraves, but here's a real, real curveball thrown here on today's you alls show about Trent Dabbs, who is from Mississippi, graduated from the University of Mississippi, and he wrote or helped write and I think produced a 2014 pop smash called Girls Chase Boys from Ingrid Michelson. Have you heard of that song? No, I haven't. It's it's catchy. Is it catchy? I, yeah, it's catchy. I'm- Girls Chase Boys. And <laughs> if you don't know that song, Google it. And I bet you after you Google, like, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that somewhere. It's certainly not a country song, but it's a huge pop song. I think it was a top number one song in the world. And it was kind of written right here in Nashville, Tennessee, which just goes to show you even a guy from Mississippi can come to Nashville and write a song for, I think, Ingrid Michelson is from New York, but her mother or somebody is from Sweden. And they can collaborate here in Music City and turn out a world sensation in 2014 called Girls Chase Boys, which... By the way, the music video, if you see that one, is pretty scary. There's an old Robert Plant music video where there's like supermodels. Yes. This is a reversal of that. It's guys dressed to look like women supermodels. It's kind of creepy. But it was done intentionally because, again, the name of that song is Girls Chase Boys. But check it out. Again, Trent Dabbs helped write that one and has written a bunch of stuff. And another example of the amount of talent that comes to Nashville. Well, that is hashtag Cullabaloo here on this Wednesday edition. We're not done with this lady, Precious Harris. When we come back after the break, Precious, it's time for you to go to work big time. we got to find out what's going on in Nashville. We'll also get your take and my take on Jordan Davis's big number one party that we attended on Tuesday. And what else is going on in Music Row and beyond? This is the Y'all Show from Music Row with Precious Harris. We'll be right back.
2: Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details.
4: How do I feel? Awesome.
3: Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders.
4: Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me.
3: Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment?
4: Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252.
1: the after party let's tell everybody we got lost i think me and you should do our own thing our
2: own way get my place Why way take it from me if you want a t-shirt to sleep in it's my favorite but you can keep it it looks good baby you should leave it hanging off your shoulder Give me them bare feet dancing down the hall and smiling at me running your finger down the wall you know what i want i got what you need
1: Wrong. How about that song right there going to number one? And on Tuesday, yours truly, John Rawl, and the lady sitting beside me, Precious Harris, attended the number one party for Take It From Me, sung by Jordan Davis out of Louisiana. This is the Y'all Show as we're having our Nashville music line in Nashville today with Precious Harris. Precious, you can find all kinds of great information from Precious if you just follow the following information and link. Precious the author of I Know Country with 366 daily country music questions and answers. You can buy and instantly download your ebook copy of I Know Country at iknowcountry.com. And Mrs. Harris is also a music career development consultant with the emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. Visit collegeofsongology.com for more details, plus follow her blog at nashvillemusicline.com. Also, we have Precious's great work of National Music Line on the pages of y'all.com each and every week. Precious, again, thank you for letting us come into your office here as we're right here on Music Row today with our Nashville Music Line report. And Precious, on Tuesday, you and I got the invite, and we went a couple blocks away from here for the big party for jordan davis as take it from me was a big number one for this louisiana kid a song written by jordan along with jason gant from lexington south carolina my hometown and how about this this song was also it was a three guy co-write jordan's brother his big brother jacob davis was a co-writer on take it from me pretty neat to see all three up there
0: yes and there's such uh you know as a matter of fact i uh You know, they come from a musical family. Mm -hmm. Their uncle is um, Stan Paul Davis, who wrote Today's Lonely Fool for Tracy Lawrence. So when they came to town, they already knew sort of the good, the bad and the ugly. But they did have a place to crash (laughs) at their uncle's house. But they uh, but they're very dedicated. And it's so strange. I mentioned to him, I'm thinking, I do remember being super hot at the last number one for Jordan a year ago had his first number one called single you up on this date a year ago. And I reminded him of it. He said, did you talk to my mom? He goes, she reminded me that four years ago yesterday that me and my brother Jacob was on the bluebird for the first time. (laughs) So, um, it's pretty cool. You know, they had everybody there. Louisiana boys came up as cousins from Mississippi. Yeah. It was a good gathering. And he
1: had both of his grandmothers there. That was pretty neat to see.
0: I thought that, too. I love that.
1: And, of course, just a, a neat place there. Was it? Uh,
0: the call it the Ruby. It's Ruby, like an yeah. olive venue. Very it's like an old venue. church. It is an old church. Okay. It is an old
1: church. They, they renovated kind of a party venue. Yeah. Right off of the Vanderbilt campus. But Jordan Davis getting his number one there for Take It From Me. And, again, as I said, the co-writer of that was his brother. And it was neat to see him have his first number one. And one of the great things Jordan Davis said is that, look, if I, I shouldn't have even had a record deal. I don't know how I got one.
0: That's pretty <laughs> yeah. much what he said. Yes, it is.
1: But he also said that if he never got another number one, he's perfectly fine. Look, it doesn't get much better to be number one. Period. Yes, but to have a, your number one be with your brother and they actually get along.
0: Oh, they get along, and it's not a lot of siblings right together. Yeah, I mean, very few. But uh, J- uh, Jordan actually going to be. They found out they're going to be a. a, a he's going to be a, a first time daddy. Hmm. But last year they they were doing some stats in the for the show, the party, and he goes, the people from the label stood up and said he has been streamed over four hundred million times.
1: Shalom. Well, he's he's really on a roll, and again, that album Home State on MCA Records, and that number one Take It For Me from Jordan Davis. That's not the other. That's not the only number one party that you've attended here. Is earlier in the week you went to a big party for Morgan Wallen for his song Whiskey Glasses. Yeah, two number one parties already this week for you.
0: Well, they must. You notice it's early Monday and Tuesday because they know they're leaving out on Wednesday to go on the road. Yeah. So it's always Monday and Tuesdays are a good day. Um, I will tell you, Morgan Wallen, you know, uh, he was um, on The Voice. And it was a year before he actually moved to Nashville. And he literally moved to Nashville. And doors had already opened for him. And he ended up signing with FGL uh, label and with their publishing company. And uh, this is his second number one also. Hmm. So it's uh, a little special. But here's the funny part. One of the co-writers had never had a number one. And the other co-writer of this of, of his song "Whiskey Glasses" actually met the other writer in L.A., and then they both moved to Nashville. But Kevin Kaddish, K A D D I S H, he had a super mega super hit with Meghan Trainor hmm. as a writer called "All About That Bass."
1: <laughs> well, the song that they had Morgan <laughs> Wallen's first song with Florida Georgia the Line was "Up Down." Up Down, yeah. And that was a big hit. And now, Huge. whiskey glasses, the follow up to that, atop the country music chart. Hey, we got to keep going on with the praise. I come to Nashville precious, and it looks like everybody's having number one parties. I know. Everybody's going platinum. Speaking of that, Lee Bryce from Sumter, South Carolina. Rumor has officially gone Rhea platinum, earning Bryce another well deserved milestone, as Rumor has racked up more than 200 million on demand streams worldwide. And it also recently went to number one on the chart, and it also went to number one. How about this? On Australia's CMC Top 50 chart, I mean, Lee Al- Rice,
0: Huge. Australia is a huge country. You know, that's where Morgan Evans is from. Yeah. And that's where he met. They were actually doing a country music seminar in Australia when he met a couple of the hit writers, and they became friends, I think, three years ago, maybe. Hmm. And it was Josh Osborne and Chris Stefano, and... They became friends, and, of course, Chris ended up writing, co-writing everything on his record. I'm pretty sure that's what they said, the number one party at which Tracy Lawrence was there. Was he? Uh-huh. And, uh, but Morgan Evans is just one of the nicest people you ever want to meet, even though he's an Aussie.
1: Yeah. I just don't like him because he stole one of our women, didn't he? <laughs> no, he
0: did. I know.
1: Yeah, I know. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> Lee Bryce. Re- Lee Bryce recently surpassed 14 million career certifications by... Rhea, and he maintains his position as one of Pandora's most listened-to artists. Rumor, the latest album, is the current... Uh, rather, Rumor, the current single, is from his fourth studio album, the self-titled Lee Bryce. I know he thought long and hard about the name of that album. hmm And that album came out in 2017 on Curb Records, and it's still going strong. Again, a great fourth studio album, the self-titled Lee Bryce on Curb. And you were just telling me earlier today... Tim McGraw's no longer on Curb. No, and he's of course Tim's kind of been the the flagship artist for Curb for decades now.
0: Yes, they still have some acts signed. Like Jeff Carson still signed there.
1: <laughs> Jeff Carson's been on that label for yes. twenty six years now. He
0: is a he's a police officer. Is he? He may be a detective by now,
1: but yeah. Not on your Franklin. love, Jeff Carson. Oh, also yeah. the car, Jeff Carson from Missouri.
0: I love Jeff. He's the sweetest person you ever want to meet. Yeah, he used to see him a lot when we lived in Franklin. Not because he was pulling. Where over. is he a police officer? In Franklin, Tennessee. Okay,
1: I thought thought so, but I go through Franklin every now and then, and I don't see Jeff. <laughs> no. Does he have a little mustache? No, he doesn't he anymore. Okay. Ma- Ma-
0: but Ma- if he if he stop Shep for speeding, you're going to know exactly
1: who he is. I okay. promise. I'll tell him it was <laughs> the car, <laughs> which again was one of his first songs out on Curb Records. Well, Ronnie Atkins still on there. Rodney Atkins. Okay. All right. Well, that's good news. Hey, how about some Casey Musgraves news? As on October 25th, she'll have a show at Nashville's Bridgestone Arena, and it's officially sold out. Now, Casey Musgraves, really known more for Austin because that's where she went and kind of cut her teeth, but did Casey Musgraves ever really come to Nashville as a singer-songwriter before getting a record deal?
0: Yes. Okay. You know how I know? Tell me. I was looking up some stats on Wikipedia, and... Uh, in two thousand and one, me and a lady named Mary Frances, who wrote "Whiskey for a Woman" and "Tonight the Heartache," so me decided we were gonna get the music some because it was music was just the, the songwriter nights was not as flourishing as they are now in the different things. So we decided we were gonna get a talent competition. This is way before. I mean, the last one when we started this was Star Search. Mm -hmm. You know, Idol had been going on or just starting, but I wanted something for Nashville because there's so many people here. So we started the the Wild Horse Talent Search, and we did it for about six months. And uh, some of the people that we had there uh, that was going to do it, but they ended up doing it later, was Miranda Lambert so they decided they weren't going to do it so they stopped doing wild horse and then tnn approached them or whatever it is or cmt and said hey do you want to do something called nashville star mm-hmm. so which is where chris young got his start buddy Jewell was the first winner in 2003 because mm-hmm. i was uh, working with buddy then the third runner up in 2003 was miranda lambert then I think Chris Young might have been – no, Casey Musgraves was in 2007. She was one of the contestants. Okay. But she wasn't anywhere near the top three. She was like number six or seven. Hmm. Um, and I'm really surprised with some of the – I could see someone that has one, but otherwise I just can't imagine, as talented as she is, that she wasn't in a higher rating in then, But, yeah, she's been around town for a
5: while.
1: And Casey Musgraves and Miranda, both alums of that TV show, are from about three miles down the road from each other there in East Texas. Yes. So pretty amazing that much talent there of the Lone Star State. But, yes, she's coming to Nashville October 25th. I assume she's on some kind of big national tour and just happened to work in Nashville as a date. And Bridgestone, we got some news about the production for this show. It will be specially altered at Bridgestone to fit as many fans into the venue as possible. The arena assured fans who have already bought tickets that their place in the venue won't change. Apparently, the physical shape of Bridgestone Arena will be reconfigured to squeeze in a few more seats. I can't believe there's that much demand to see Casey Musgraves in in Nashville. Which I'm only I'm, I love Casey Musgraves' music. I'm not necessarily a fan of some of her, let's say, thoughts on the world. But she's got some great music, and boy, is she talented, and boy, is she (laughs) good-looking. She is beautiful. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't hold it. She's absolutely amazing, okay? And Nashville's a town where there's music here all the time. There's some really big artists that live here, Mm -hmm. sometimes sing here. I can't imagine that there's that much of a demand, in in October at least, Mm -hmm. to see just another singer. Yeah. But I guess Casey's not just another singer.
0: If you were at our back door and looked up, you would see Taylor Swift's old apartment, the whole penthouse of the building that's lit up.
1: Oh, you think Taylor could pack out Bridgestone Arena? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've seen her. Come on. I was hoping you'd tell me no.
0: No. I've seen her trucks when she played there last time. I think she had like 12, 18 wheelers. Hmm. And five buses. It was amazing. I mean, it was just like, and everybody I talked to that was my age, 40s and 50s, who got to go to the concert. Fortunately, I was out of town when it actually did happen. She said it was the best concert she'd ever been to. So when a 42-year-old tells you it's the best concert they've ever been to, that's saying a lot.
1: That's great. By the way, Casey Musgraves' tour is called Oh, What a World Tour. And she's going all over North America as well as Europe, the United Kingdom, New Zealand, Australia, and more. You can go to LiveNation.com to find out if Casey's coming to your part of the South. Well, we're not done talking to Precious. We've got one more segment here on today's Y'all Show. We're going to go to break with a trivia question. And the trivia question is going to take you back to the 1980s for this one. Name the band that in July of 1985, they were the first country music act to go quadruple platinum. Who is that band? In fact, when we come back, I'm going to have a song from that band And we have some breaking news on the lead singer of that band that I'm going to ask Precious about. So that's coming up, plus some Christmas-related music to tell you about as we continue with the Y'all Show from Music Row in Nashville. Don't you go anywhere, y'all.
2: Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation.
5: Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer
4: rashes I get every year.
0: I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders.
4: Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone.
2: Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work
5: fast or
2: your money back.
5: What a day for tennis. You ready to play? Ugh. Is everything all right? This side is pressure. Allegra D knows that allergy congestion can get in the way of enjoying the moment. Ugh, go ahead and practice without me. Allegra D helps you break through congestion fast. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine plus a powerful decongestant for 24 hours of congestion-free breathing. Whoa, nice volley.
0: How about another set?
5: Only if you go easy on me. (laughs) Get Allegra D and get back to the moment. Starts working in one hour. Available at the pharmacy counter.
2: Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for
4: details. How do I feel? Awesome.
3: Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders.
4: Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards. And now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me.
3: Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment?
4: Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applied. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Like grandma and grandpa used to play, then I float.
1: No doubt, that is what you call incredibly good country music coming from some great singers right there. And we'll tell you the answer to that. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl and Precious Harris. We're in Nashville on Music Row. And as we went to break, we asked the trivia question that we're going to answer with Precious here alongside. Name the band that back in July of 1985, only 34 years ago, they were the first country act to go quadruple platinum. And here's a hint: the album titles that they went quadruple platinum included "Mountain Music" and "Feel So Right." Precious Harris, what's the trivia answer? It's Alabama. Oh yeah, the band Alabama, as both of those albums, "Mountain Music" and "Feel So Right," were certified by Rio with sales exceeding four million <laughs> records. In fact, did I? You should know this because I know I know you work with the guys in the past. Don't they have record sales close to a hundred million?
0: Yes, they do. And actually, uh, the bass player, Teddy, mm-hmm. his son, Josh, and I are really good friends. And Josh said, Daddy's got awards in the barn that's covered <laughs> in boxes and dust because they just don't have room for them in the house. I understand.
1: I mean, tough, tough t- 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 deal there being in Alabama. We've got an update on Alabama that we want to share with you. Unfortunately, Alabama on their 50th tour that they've been doing the last couple of months – They've had to postpone this weekend's concerts in Columbus, Georgia, as well as Bristol, Tennessee, as Randy Owen has been advised by doctors that he cannot perform this weekend as he continues treatment for vertigo and migraines. Alabama put a statement on their Facebook page apologizing for any inconvenience for those that have tickets to the shows, but wish to reassure fans in Columbus, Georgia, and Bristol, Tennessee, that they're trying to reschedule those shows as soon as possible. And, Precious, you know a little bit more about Randy Owen of Alabama's problems through the years with vertigo and possibly with migraines?
0: Yes. Um, you know, he did have open heart surgery. He had a, he actually quit flying because of – but it's gotten worse in the last, you know, mm-hmm. last four or five years. But, yeah, he, he – that's one reason why they sold the plane. Um, it just got so bad. He just couldn't – the air – What kind just, of
1: plane? Was it like a really big plane? It was or? a jet, like a Learjet.
0: Yeah, I had like seven windows – on it so okay. it was a pretty big plane it wasn't like a little two-seater okay but yeah but uh because I, I knew the pilot very well but uh randy of course you know uh jeff the lead guitarist and fiddle player has been fighting parkinson's you know mm-hmm. so i mean I, I hate to hear that this has happened but it's let me tell you it's really hard when you when you a band like alabama cancels Okay, a show. Mm -hmm. And everybody said, oh, he could have got through it. No, I had gotten into a fight with a drunk in Vegas one night about (laughs) Tracy Lawrence canceling his show because he had friggin' pneumonia. Okay, he goes, he's probably drunk. And my sister, thank God, who's six foot two, was behind me because I was fixing to deck him. And I said, no, he's not drunk. He is really sick. And believe me, he is not going to cancel a show because he's got about 14 people he has to pay. And when he doesn't do a show, those 14 people do not get a paycheck. Mm. You know, especially if you're 35, would you miss a day of work if you were getting paid in 35 thousand dollars a night for three hours? Exactly. That's what I told I the guy. I <laughs>
1: if I get paid like every night, 35 thousand, be like, what's another 35 thousand? I think I'll just sit here and yeah. let, let's just stay here and drink. Like and I, but like I was Merle so thing, I was
0: but. furious, and my sister like, you're going to get me in a fight, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm very protective of Tracy. Like I said, I grew up with him. When I first came to town, we came down to almost. About the same time but they don't realize that for them to cancel this show Randy has to be super super sick because it's extremely hard to make that decision because as an artist you think oh I can get through it but it must be bad because there's people on tour there's merch people there's the publicist that's already did the shows, the money that's been spent on radio advertising, the tour bus, the hotels that's yeah. been made. I mean, a lot, it's a, a very lot of people ser- counting on them. Yes. It's not just Alabama's canceling a show. It's it's huge. And I can see why they're so sorry and apologetic because they really, really, truly Man, are.
1: Something tells me because of the proximity of Columbus, Georgia and Bristol, Tennessee to Fort Payne. They're going to figure it out so yeah, they will, and They'll yes. be probably giving a free concert, knowing them.
0: Knowing them, yes.
1: And, but no, no guarantees. Hey, there's three guys in Alabama touring right now. There's four guys in the Oak Ridge Boys, and they tour a lot, <laughs> to their credit. And they've been doing it longer than 50 years. And speaking of the Oaks, they've just announced an upcoming Christmas album and tour. The album titled Down Home Christmas is coming out October 25th. It's the group's eighth holiday-themed album. Then they'll set off on their down-home Christmas tour, kicking off in Branson, Missouri, with stops in 28 cities. Wow. Joe and Richard and Dwayne and William Lee, man, they are supermen. They ought to rename them instead of the Ridge Boys, the Oak Ridge Supermen, because that's a lot for these guys who have to all be in their 70s at least
0: yes well actually Dwayne's grandkids have got a wonderful band and they're out performing
1: too. Grandkids, you said grandkids yeah
0: wayne yeah. mm. uh, him and miss norma uh but his son-in-law paul martin who married his daughter uh actually is helping us on a record label with the new um uh, some things we've done with george jones and things like that with our awesome. country rewind but it's called the used to be called the martin family circus you know and they, they're gone but the families they'll catch up with them and You know, meet them at different stops and stuff. But I saw their bus in Hendersonville. Somebody was cleaning out. The vacuum cleaner was sitting outside of it and all the big thing of commercial. They were having it cleaned at the bus garage over there in Hendersonville.
1: Well, this album for the Oak Ridge Boys, again, it's a Christmas album coming out in October, Down Home Christmas. It was recorded about about a chip shot away from where we're here right now (laughs) at RCA Studio B, right? Mm -hmm. Here in Nashville. And that's right on 17th Avenue, essentially between 16th and 17th Avenue. And this is now going to be their 30th Christmas tour for their Oak Ridge boys this year. You talk about guys in love with Christmas and I don't blame them. And boy, they are. In fact, now that William Lee's been back probably 20 years with the band, he looks like Santa Claus. He does. I'm sure they probably He play looks like
0: that. the father of time too. Yeah, he
1: probably <laughs> plays that up in any of those live events. Well, precious, We want to, before we leave out of here, let people know what happened on this date in country music history. Sadly, right here in Nashville, Jim Reeves died back on July 31st of 1964. That would have been 55 years ago today. He died when his private plane that he was piloting crashed during a thunderstorm just outside of Brentwood, Tennessee. Reeves and his pianist and business partner, Dean Manuel, were returning to Nashville from Batesville, Arkansas. Reeves' friend, Marty Robbins, apparently heard the plane crash and was able to alert authorities. That happened on this day in 1964. Country music birthdays this week. Martina McBride turned 53 years old earlier in the week. James Otto of the Ball fame, he also had a birthday earlier in the week. Today, Zach Brown celebrates a big birthday. Congratulations to Zach. Neil McCoy also with a birthday this week. And a couple of Great hank cochran he was born on this day back in 1935 hank cochran the songwriter died in 2015 and then randy scruggs who had some mild success on his own but really probably no more for being the son of earl scruggs he was born on this day or born this week back in 1953 and those are some of your country music birthdays from right here in nashville tennessee well precious Thank you for letting us come in here today. We've had an absolute ball here in Nashville, and we're looking forward to having some more fun come your way tomorrow. Believe it or not, we're going to keep the country music and the other music news going a little bit on Thursday's Y'all Show, thanks to you getting us at least one great interview lined up. In fact, we're going to let you hear a really talented newcomer that's come to Nashville. His name is Wes Harmon, and he's going to be our special guest on the Thursday Y'all Show. Awesome. And I've got another surprise for you. All right. Well, I like surprises. So all that will be on Thursday's Y'all Show. Talk with a southern accent. Can't wait for all of us to come back together again in Nashville on the Thursday edition. Thank you for listening to Y'all with John Raw. Thank you, Precious. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: See y'all tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Vistaprint. Own the now.
2: Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates in terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days
4: after today. Other
2: restrictions apply. See website for details.
4: How do I feel? Awesome.
3: Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders.
4: Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me.
3: Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment?
4: Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252.